0: Strayer, how are you going, Egan? I hope you're alright. It is NBA Strayer. It's Thursday, December 14, all day. Only 11 days till Christmas. I hope you've got all your presents sorted. I'm your host, James Clements. I'm the editor of a good website. It's called CodeBet. You can find that at codebet.com.au. You can also see my ugly mug on Fox Sports Lab NBA, Fox Sports Lab NFL, CodeBet Daily, all the good stuff. I'm here in the Cobet Studios one more time. The James Clements Excellence in Podcasting Memorial Studio, as it is now known. Love that. For episode 1005 MBA Straight before I head off to my uh, Christmas party. So, quick one today. I'll tell you that much because your mate Jim wants some tins. Uh, but we've got a lot to talk about today. Draymond is suspended indefinitely. Giannis drops 64 and then tries to fight all the paces. We've got the top five best trade targets, I reckon, that are out there floating around and gettable. Uh, we've got the NBA Australia game wraps from today. We've got That's Not a Knife, Old Man, No Mate, Spud of the Night, Better Than Lonzo Ball, There's some Yeah, Nas, There's the unpopular opinion of the Day, and there's a back Take where we're serving up a flame grill take. There is an Andrew Gay's Grey Mamba Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence, and we'll pick and preview all the games tomorrow as well. And then we'll just get out of your hair nice and quick today. It was nice of them to have them scheduled so I could actually get to this uh, Christmas party at a reasonable hour. So without further ado, this is episode 1005 of NBA Australia. Let's go, 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 go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the Shaq attack. Ah, you better. Better watch out for the Giannis attack or the Pacer attack if you're Giannis, I guess, because uh, the Pacers nicked the game ball after Giannis went back in. Put up a few more points on top of his 58 and end up with 64. So, uh, But you also just better watch out for the Draymond attack if you're just some big European dude. Uh, as we saw yesterday, Draymond went spare, tried to rip off Yusuf Nurkic's head. Oh, I was in natural motion. I was trying to sell a call by whipping a dude in the head with my fist. Uh, he has now been suspended indefinitely. So, yeah. Jonas Valanciunas, teenage mutant Jakob Pirtle. They can, you know, rest easily for at least a week or two. (laughs) Let's start today's show the way we start every show here in NBA. show: the daily whip around, that's it. As mentioned, though, the big news is Draymond, like the suspension we knew was coming down. uh, I had the Simpsons meme pop off literally as it was being announced. I timed it quite perfectly. Uh, But the vibe is he is suspended indefinitely because the league – will require him to meet certain conditions before he returns to play. I.e., if you punch your counsellor in the face, yeah, you're probably done here, pal. It's interesting because Draymond, Mike Dunleavy Jr. and Rich Paul are expected to meet to sort of talk about the path of counselling and how, how Draymond needs to move forward from here. The league doesn't want to put a specific number on the suspension in order to allow Draymond to take the time he might need. Just imagine if every job was like this, how good would that be? It's like, what did you do to Bert, Jim? Oh, I fucking wanged him in the head. Why'd you do that? It's because I'll need some help. All right, buddy, take some time. We're not going to suspend you and put a number on it. You. you just go work on yourself. <laughs> like, that's awesome. I'm just like I'm, like, what would happen if I just ran over and punched Stats guy in the head? <laughs> it was a natural motion! I heard him talking shit, and you know the adage, talk shit, get hit. But anyway, look, no more one, two, cost zoo for Draymond for a little bit. But look, my favorite aspect of it is it the way I mentioned this on yesterday's show. Like if you're big and white, he's just coming after you, you know, whether it be Joker, whether it be, or you can just also be European. Like Steven Adams is kicking him in the dick left, right, and center but you can be rude to Basically, if you're European, he's like, I want to fucking kill you. I think it was Gilbert Arenas who came out and said, I know what Dre doing. He's taking care of these Europeans one at a time. The media's trying to push these Euros, and you're choking and slapping him back. Do your thing. Now, no one ever, you know, confused Gilbert Arenas with somebody who talks any fucking sense, but that's pretty funny (laughs) because that's exactly what Draymond's doing. The key aspect of that, though, is that Draymond does keep going after Euros. It's like, if it's not Rudy, it's fucking, you, uh, you've got the Bosnian bear, Hello, Yusuf Nurigic. And it's like, yeah, Draymond, let's see you do that to, I don't know, bam. And we'll see what happens, buddy. <laughs> try that against Jaron Jackson Jr. You know? Next up, he's going to try to go after the extreme meal, And uh, that'll be pretty funny. But he does just sort of keep picking fights with dudes where you're like, oh, yeah, good one, dickhead. You know, low hanging fruit. Um, I did enjoy those some just other good quotes as well, right? It's like uh, Draymond's got a bit of that, he's a cheap shock guy, he's got a U- UFC in him, he's going after the Euros, he's messing with nothing but foreigners. <laughs> and I think it's fascinating because I think Amin Al Hassan said he's operating in a space where he feels untouchable and there'll be no repercussions. That's weird because in the calendar year of twenty twenty-three this is gonna be his fourth suspension in just twenty twenty three. He's only had five total in his career. It is chaos. Like, what goes through Draymond's head at this point? He's like, you know what? I'm getting angry. And, like, I'm pretty sure that's all that's going through his brain. Like, that's the processing. Draymond's like, oh, you're so tough. I'm being a really good teammate. It's like, no, you've got the internal monologue of a fucking gremlin, you lunatic. Fuck me dead. Uh, I was actually trying to flop. Oh. Oh, and if I had have tried to do it actually properly, I would have actually apologized. What, it, what are we doing here? Like the fact that he sort of came out and said, yeah, I'm still not even sorry for trying to fucking choke out Rudy Gobert. It's like, hey, uh, Draymond, stop being a giant fucking balance. <laughs> and then maybe you're not going to cop these suspensions. I did love that Nurkic also came off the top rope. What's going on with him? I don't know. Personally, that brother needs help. I'm glad he didn't try to choke me. Yusuf Nurkic has got jokes. That's part of Yusuf Nurkic's tight five. That's fucking pretty good. I'm just glad they didn't try to choke me. (laughs) That's fucking fantastic. Great job, Yusuf Nurkic. Uh, But yeah, the suspension of Draymond, we knew it was coming. I expect probably a minimum of 12 games, as I hit on yesterday. But indefinite means basically... They could go 15. They could go 20. Like, who's bringing the league? Like, who's hurting the league more? Morant getting suspended for just, I don't know, flashing a gun on an Instagram live post for a brief second. Or Draymond Green trying to fucking take dude's heads off on the court. What are we doing? So it feels like it should be around that sort of point where Draymond keeps doing it. And... Guess what? You're now going to have to fucking throw the book at him. So 25, it feels like that's where we're going to land. But anywho, good stuff. He's going to do, you know, just imagine being Draymond's counselor. That would be fucking hilarious. That'd be the worst job in the world. You're like, oh, my God, he's going to kick my head in. (laughs) Anyway, other new rules, Taj Gibson. He's back. That's nice. He's returning to the Knickerbockers after... uh, Mitch Robinson obviously went down with his injury the other day. He's out for two months. Uh, Gibson comes back in, so that's nice. Taj Gibson just follows Tibbs around. I love that. Bulls, Wolves, Knicks. Like, find yourself a boss who loves you like Tibbs loves Taj. Good stuff. All right, top five trade targets. Uh, bit of the unpopular opinion of the day. I don't know if these are unpopular at all, but in fact, I don't think it is at all. Uh, December fifteenth. it's one day away. On our calendar, of course, different to the USA calendar, that'll be in two days. Uh, But the top five best targets that are out there and vaguely gettable—what do you reckon? It's OG Ananobi. It's basically every sort of big-ish kind of wing you can imagine. Everybody's going to be kicking the tires and wanting these dudes. It's going to be OG Ananobi. He's got a player option expiring nineteen million dollar contract. So nineteen mil this year. He's got the player option for next year. Uh, He would be perfect. Wait, no. OG, yeah, 19 mil. He would be perfect in just about anywhere, right? Like from Orlando, Cleveland he'd be fucking perfect in, OKC, okay, uh, those sorts of places, right? And you're like, yeah, lots of teams are going to kick the tires on OG. It is, even to me, I feel like he's the sort of dude where if, like, the Knicks could get involved and then you're like, oh, but the Raptors and the Knicks are suing each other. That's not going to happen, is it? Um, But there's plenty of other teams out there that could really use an OG. And for me, it's something like the Grizzlies could really use that. You look at Sacramento, he'd be fucking perfect there. And the same sort of thing goes for the next one, which is Siakam. The problem with Siakam is he makes $37 million on this expiring contract and will want to get paid a crap ton more because he's like, yeah, I'm getting paid $37 million and I'm really good. And uh, yeah, what you should definitely do, is pay for uh, the last couple of years of performance in your next contract as a dude's about to turn 30. But Siakam is the sort of dude that can give you a bit more scoring uh, from that wing spot. And that's where, like, Sacramento, you're like, just imagine him on Sacramento. Do they have the dollars and cents to pull it all together to make Toronto happy? And this is the thing Toronto just played a really good game today, which I'll get to in a second in the game wraps. But it's the sort of game we're like, aha, this is how it's meant to work. The problem is it doesn't work that often. God, I'll tell you what, OG would be pretty good in return for uh, Tobias Harris. If you're the Sixers, you're like, can we do that yesterday, please? Anyway, Bojan Bogdanovic, partially guaranteed 19 mil for next year. He was shooting 36.7% from three before today. Had a really good game too. He would be absolutely ideal anywhere because this Pistons team is absolutely horrendous. Uh, He'd be great in like Orlando, Cleveland, basically teams that need a bit of shooting. And you'll hear the often, you know, reputed adage, oh, Boyan's actually not that bad at defense, didn't you know? It's like, well, he's also not great, but he's not a turnstile. He's a little bit bigger than you think. Can shoot the piss out of it. So I feel like he'd be great in Orlando, great in Cleveland, great in OKC where it definitely does feel like OKC every so often. You're like, oh, yeah, shooting. Like, Chet's okay. SGA's not exactly a three-point shooter. He's got that D-Wade vibe about him. And that's why, like, OKC, okay, so like, Isaiah Joe is awesome. It's like, that's, uh, I don't know, look, Isaiah Joe, God bless his cotton socks. But, jeez, he's not the guy you want to be relying on. Bojan, at least, would sort of get in there. You've got plenty of things to spare. You can throw a couple, of, a couple of picks towards Detroit, a couple of your least favorable ones, and I think Detroit would be pretty happy with that. So... Let's go, okay. See, Zachy Cakes, Adam Levine is the other one, but he does have what? He's in the second year of that five year, $215 million contract. So, two more years after this one at 43 and 45 before his player option, I will tell you, it's probably likely that Zach Levine picks up that player option. <laughs> $47 million. Oh, yeah, probably. I'll pick that one up. Yeah, yeah, not bad. He's the sort of dude where you feel like, yeah, if you need that more scoring y, cutty, Coming off curls and screens, sort of scoring punch, like if you're Philly, you can like yeah. Between he and Maxi, would that work? But then defensively, how you how's your backcourt gonna look? I don't know. He's the sort of dude where I look at. I talked about Orlando needing shooting. They also sometimes have those games where you're like Franz Wagner, Paolo, Suggs, Levine next to each other. It feels a bit wonky. I don't. I still feel like Orlando need like a point guard who can shoot a little bit. You know, that's all I ask. But Levine would fit in a few other places, obviously with the Lakers. Uh, I feel like he would also be pretty good there. In maybe not so much Cleveland, when you've got Garland and you've got Donnie Mitchell, they sort of need that bigger-bodied, cheaper dude like Boyan. Yeah. Whereas Levine, it's just a, it's like a weirdly sort of, I don't know, sparsely populated uh, place where he's sort of like, oh, yeah, no, nah, it'd be really good to land there. And like everybody else is kind of like, yeah, but we don't really need you. You know, it's like the Mavericks are the sort of team that don't need him. Orlando kind of maybe, maybe the heat. Obviously the Knicks. Charlotte have already got about a 700 dudes who are like that. So, But Levine is the sort of obviously easily gettable one because the Bulls are like, we're playing really well. With Levine on the fucking like, bench, what are we doing? So if they can get a couple of other workable parts back, they'd be pretty happy, I think. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith is the other one. Basically, anybody on that Brooklyn team, you sort of just want to go, well, uh, hey, uh, have you got too many wings there, fellas? What are you reckon? Yeah, not bad, not bad. But I feel like the Nets are in a position where they go, fuck it. Actually, if we can upgrade Spencer Dinwiddie and we might have something something going on. So, but Dorian Finney-Smith would be great for someone like Cleveland or Sacramento, right? Like a little bit of defense on the wings, a bigger wing who can shoot a bit. Obviously, would be great back in Dallas. They would open – well, could be back with open arms, but I think they're my favorite five sort of big wing targets that you were out there. Like the Sixers are in a weird one because they can't trade for anyone, basically, because they've got to aggregate the dudes that they got back in the Harden trade, right, which is like Mook Morris, Batum, Covington which is what, it's like $38 million between them. So anyway, um, weird stuff going on there. Pretty fun. All right, other news. The Giannis stuff that popped off after the game, it seemed like the uh, Pacers had stolen the game ball. And so that's going crazy on Twitter right now. So we'll see what happens. But anyway. Uh, right. Let's do it. Let's do some game wraps. Game wraps. game wraps. game wraps. game raps, game raps, game raps, game raps, game wraps. Game wraps, that's right. The game wraps from today. We had Philly beat the bejesus out of the Detroit basketball pistons, 129, 111 Embiid goes bang. Beef Stew got booted for shoving Pat Bev, because Beef Stew's a lunatic. Uh, they smashed him out the gate though, Philly. Seventy in the first half, up sixteen. I ran away with it. Boyan had thirty-three. Thirty-one, six and seven for Kay Cunningham. Just nothing else. Just nothing else. Just, yeah, not good, man. Just not very good, really, you know. That's just what they're doing. Um, so the Sixers now 16-7. and seven. Pistons 2-21. and 21. That's 21 losses in a row. That's not very good, Jim. No, it's not. The Pelicans beat the Wizards 142-122. The Wiz are up early, and then they gave up the ghost pretty quickly, too. Pelicans just sort of asserted control in the second quarter, dropped the 47-point second quarter on them, and ran away with it. Uh, 40 for Spindles Ingram. My name is Jonas Valanciunas. Must be feeling pretty good. The Draymonds are uh, suspended because he had 16, 18, and 3. Trey Murphy had 27 off the bench as well, hit six threes. CJ at 22 and 6. The Wizards are just shit. Kuzma had 27, 7 and 4. Poole goes for 5 or 12, shooting on t- for 11 points. They're gross. They are a basketball abomination. Like, it's not even fun to watch them. It's just depressing. Like, below Kulabali had a good game today, and you're like, I also still just want to gouge up my eyes instead of watching this game. Anywho, so the Pelicans, they move to 14-11. The Wizards are 3-20. Yeesh. Charlotte didn't put up too much of a fight against uh, the Miami Heat. They gave up the ghost again in the second quarter. 115-104. The Heat win it. They let the Heat Heat 50%. They, they let the Heat shoot 50% from three, 15-30. And that's not good because the Heat aren't a great shooting team. But. Only had 15. Larry went four or four from deep. Six and nine. Nice. For Duncan Robinson from downtown. I'd like to have a beer with Duncan. And Jaime Hawkes, 17, 16, 8. This is a bad one for Charlotte because they didn't have Mark Williams. And you're like, oh yeah. He's good. So they had 20 for Gordy, 18 for Brandon Spindles Miller. You got Rose going for 28 on 10 or 14 shooting. They only took 77 shots compared to 87 for the Heat. They got out rebounded by 15. And both teams had 21 turnovers. It was a gross game. Good win by Miami, though, in the end. Because, as I mentioned, the Heat do let teams hang around. The Hornets are sneaky. But without Williams, it's just that one little step too far. So, Hornets, disappointing there. They moved to 7-15. Heat are 14-10. Hawks-Raptors. This was wicked. 128, the Hawks. 135, the Raps. Trey had 35 and 17 assists. Bloody good. DeJounte and Bogdan both have 20. 17 and 10 for Kapala, But they couldn't stop anyone. The raps went sick. God, they were good. He had 33 for Siakam on 12 and 19 shooting. He went 5 of 6 from 3. 22 for the OG Ananobi. He shot 10 of 13. 11 of 14 shooting for Scoob. 27, 10 and 6. And even 5, and 11 for, uh, five of 11 for Steady Shooter. I am German Rongo. And this is it. If only the I feel like the answers for the Raptors is to always just play like a bad defense, like the Hawks, because they shot fifty seven percent from the floor and fifty two percent from three as a team, eighteen to thirty four. That's that'll fix what I owe you. When he just shooting open shots all fucking day. Great job by Toronto, but that's a good win because, as I say, time and time and time and time again on this here program, if the Raptors four dudes play well together, they're fucking awesome. But it feels like only two of the four ever play well at once. So when four of four, like they did today, they put up 135. They still did give up 128 to the Hawks. So whoosh, 10 and 14, those Raptors, 9 and 14 for the Hawks. The Grizzlies lost to the Rockets, 104, 117. Jaron Jackson Jr. had 44. I'll tell you what, though. The Rockets, 20 and 10 for Jabari Smith. Van Vliet and Green were pretty bad. But Tari Eason, 25 points, 14 rebounds. He was great. They out-rebounded him 55-39. Desmond Bean, uh wasn't out there doing too much damage for the Grizzlies because they're just a strange, weird team because Bain didn't play today. And you're like, yeah, the Grizzlies are just not going to be good. They gave it a bit of a shake in that third quarter. Outscored them by 38-25 to but could never quite get over the hump. Without Bain... Just triple J going off for his forty-four, just not quite there. Good win for the Rockets. They're eleven and one at home now. Twelve and nine overall. Six and seventeen for the Grizzlies. Jar is back in two games. The Bucks one forty beat the Pistons. Uh, the Pacers one twenty-six. Giannis Antetokounmpo goes for sixty-four, mate. Sixty-four. That's a new Bucks record. He had fourteen rebounds. Ty- Tyrus Halliburton had twenty-two and seven. I think he had twenty-two and nine rebounds for Turner. Very little else going on there for the uh, Mili Waake Bucks. Benny Matherin, 14. Uh, Giannis, though, pissed off about the in season tournament loss, no doubt. The 64 points is just silly. Going past Michael Redd. I love that it's Michael Redd who has the franchise record for the Bucks. Brandon Jennings had that 55, which was magical. I think Kareem top 50, obviously. But Giannis just loves hurting the Indiana Pacers and going off for 50 against them. This time he goes for 64. Absolute incredible gear, 21 for Dame, eleven nine 9, and 7 for Middleton, 19 for fighting Bobby Portis, fighting around the world, who also got tossed out of this one because uh, Giannis and Naismith got into it and Thanassus was about to fucking tear somebody's head off, but Bobby Portis was already out there and he's like, I'm going to fucking tear somebody's head off. Check this out. He got booted. He had 19 points. Uh, weird game where the Bucks were sort of up and then right at the end, the paces sort of came out of nowhere when they're playing their third stringers and they put Giannis back in because they sort of got it back. And uh, you're like, hang on. It's a 10 point game. What are we doing? We better put Dame back. We better put Giannis back. It's a 10 point game with two minutes to go. And that's where Giannis, I think he had 58 at that point, hits another free throw, gets back out there, hits another couple of shots and just keeps padding his stats, but they win by 14 in the end. And, the Pacers cracked the sads, stole the game ball, and away we go. But seriously, 64 is silly. 122, the Lakers outlast. Oh, the- oh, let's do the Bucks. 17-7, and seven, and the Pacers 13-9. The Lakers outlast the Spurs. 122-119. They were kicking the shit out of them, up 20. Then Wembenyama, and everybody, actually, for the Spurs, just fired up. Coward and Johnson, Devin Vassell, everybody was getting amongst the points. They outscored them 45-30 in the fourth quarter, did the Spurs, at home. But Anthony Davis at 37 and 10. Uh, no LeBron. He had a rest after uh, playing yesterday. Wemby was incredible. 30-13 with six blocks, a couple of assists, a couple of steals. He had 28 for Kelvin Johnson, 19 for Branham. Vassell had 13 on uh, 15 shots. Just wasn't quite enough. Yeah, Lakers, though, AD with the 37 and 10. 17 for Prince. 12 points for D'Lo on 13 shots. He did have 10 assists, though. 15 for Reeves. It did feel like the Lakers were fucking around late let the Spurs come all the way back into it, uh, but just held them off down the stretch. Wemby missed a free throw right there at the end that would have basically... He missed the first one of two, uh, gave them a chance to tie it all up. There was the three-point shot that he sort of looked like he got fouled on, but he kicked out. So they didn't overturn that, and the Lakers hold on. So... Weird one, Spurs, I don't know, they're still very bad. 3-20, and 20, just give them a point guard and you're laughing. The Lakers are now 15-10, and 10, big win. The Nets beat the Suns wah, 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 in the first game of the Big 3 era of the Phoenix Suns. That's right, it's December 14 and finally Brad Beal, KD and Devin Booker have all played together. And Brad Beal was mildly whelming. 34-12 and 12 for Booker, he was great. 27-6-4 for KD. 6 of 9, nice, for Brad Beal from the floor. 2 of 2 from downtown. 14 points, 4 assists. It's like, that's kind of the vibe for Beal. When you got 34 and 27 from Booker and KD, you need a few more buckets from him, and it just wasn't quite there. For his first game, you know, with his two new running mates, though, you'll take that. You had 15 points and 22 rebounds for Yusuf Nurkic. Hello. Bulls near beer, but this was the Cam Thomas, Mikael Bridges show. And as Spencer Dinwiddie, this is the key thing always when it comes to the Nets. If he doesn't shoot two of nine, Spencer Dinwiddie, the Nets have a really good chance. He went six of 11 today, and they beat the Suns by four. On the road, kicking ass, taking names, beat them down the stretch, outscored them in the fourth quarter. It looked like the Suns had sort of you know salted this one away after the Nets got out to a fast start. Phoenix kind of reasserted themselves across the second and third quarters looking good. And the Nets came flying over the top. It was absolute chaos. Watching this game was shook. So yeah, go watch this one. It's, it's a pretty good balance, right? Of the uh, Bridges, Dinwiddie, Cam Thomas stuff. Like Cam Thomas scored, I think it was like eight points at the start of the fourth quarter, basically, to get them right in it. Take the lead and you're like, shit, we're on here. Beal hits a three gets the fucking Suns back into it. Royce O'Neal suddenly hitting threes. You're like, oh, my God, what is happening? Booker and KD take take it right back to the nets, but then Spencer Dinwiddie, Bridges, they put them back up seven with six minutes to go, and it's sort of just they kept them at arm's length. Bridges hit a big shot with three and a half minutes left uh, to put them back up five after KD had hit a uh, nice little jumper to get it back to a three-point game. And then, again, Dinwiddie with the massive three with about two minutes left. Six-point game again. He hits another one. They're up eight, and you're like, yep, they're going to fucking win this, and they did. It was sweet. So good job by the Nets. It's a huge win. 21 points for Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson at 15 against their old team. Nicky Claxton at 14 and 7, 24 for Cam Thomas. He was unreal. Four of eight from deep. Finney Smith had 8. Royce O'Neal, 8 off the bench too. This is the sort of game where the, the Nets have all of their starters and double figures. They just look super dangerous because they're sort of switchable. you got Cam Thomas like pouring it in. In 28 minutes, he had 24 points. Like That's the exact sort of role he should be doing. It was really good. 15 of 41 from downtown versus the 9 of 28 for the Suns. That's the one thing with the Suns. You're like, yeah, they've got KD, Bill, and Booker, but they somehow still need shooting. <laughs> no Eric Gordon in this one, but... Still, you know, it's weird that that team still needs shooting. But anyway, Suns are 13-11. Brooklyn Nets, 13-10. It's incredible. KD's like, get me out of here, man. I want to go play for a good team. And the Nets now have a better record than the Suns. And then the final game of today, the New York Knickerbockers of New York City absolutely gave up the ghost and shit the bed against the Jazz. Yep. Ran out on top of them right from the start and then completely fucking stopped dead in their tracks. It was like they're up 31-22 after the first quarter. Larry, that's a girl's name, Marketing and just went off and the Knicks just couldn't fucking buy a bucket. Like oh of 6 from downtown for Jalen Brunson, oh of 7 from downtown for RJ Barrett. Oh of 4 on oh of 5 total shooting for Josh. Fucking hat. <laughs> 6 and 19 overall for Brunson was just brutal. He had 23, 7 and 8. 21 for Donte DiVincenzo. And Randall played his ass off, 32-12-6, and six, but absolutely sweet fuck-all help, right? Like, DiVincenzo, for him to have a 21-point game, to hit four threes and for you to lose that game, 15 for quickly off the bench as well, three of four from downtown. To not be able to stop a Jazz team that doesn't even have, they lose Keontae George five minutes in the game with a foot injury. They don't have uh, Jordan Jeremy Clarkson, they're out there with Colin, the sex man, sexton, tearing it up. Lowry, that's a girl's name, comes back. THT was dynamite today. Chris Dunn went 4 or 4 for 10 points. Like, the 26 for the sex man were awesome. Simone Fontecchio had 15. The 23 for Lowry in his first game back, though. Absolute dagger vibes. The Knicks came flying back. They gave up a 12 0 run to start the fourth quarter, then came flying back out of nowhere in basically the last five minutes, like they were down like 16. It might've actually been further. It might've been 17 points, like with six minutes to go. And then they sort of just slowly eke their way back, like with free throws, Jalen Brunson hitting shots. And you're still like, ah, they're still cooked. They're still down like nine. It's three minutes to go. And Dante DiVincenzo just goes, ah, nah, let's have a crack. And then more free throws, more free throws. Suddenly it's a three point game. And Josh Hart misses a three. And Jalen Brunson misses a three. And you're like, you guys are fucked. So, bit of a rough one for the Knickerbockers. They dropped the 13 and 10. The Jazz pull one out of their ass. They're 8 and 16. Let's do an NBA Australia approved performance of the Knights. I believe that is over here. <laughs> That's not nice. Uh, it's Giannis. He had 60 fucking four. What do you want me to say? <laughs> <laughs> 64 points, 14 rebounds. He was ridiculous. Yes, he cracked the sad's after the game. That was weird. But the dude had 64. He wants the game ball, you dickheads. 14 rebounds, 3 assists, 4 steals, 1 block. Shot 20 of 28 from the floor. 24 of 32 from the stripe. 0 of 3 from downtown, though. But we're not going to hold that against him because he was bloody good. And Joel Embiid. Incredible gear, forty-one points in thirty-one minutes against the Detroit Basketball Pistons. The crazy thing is, the Sixers have had, I think, the one of the hardest schedules already, and still have a pretty easy schedule the rest of the way. So, Embiid's now going to feast a bunch. Forty-one points, fourteen to twenty-four shooting, twelve or twelve of the line, eleven rebounds, five assists, two steals in thirty-one minutes. Mate, that's not fucking bad. How about Spud of the Night? Spud, 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 Spud. Spot of the Night. Spot of the Night. I'll tell you what, we had a few spuds today. Uh I just mentioned a couple of those knickerbockers. Yeesh! There were a couple of absolute barry crocker shockers in that Knicks game. Uh, because as mentioned, you had the 3 of 16 for R.J. Barrett. Just 3 of 16. 0 of 7 from downtown. When Jalen Brunson goes 0 of 6 and you got two of your starting dudes go 0 of 13 combined. Brutal. Josh Hart obviously missed everything. 0 of 5 from the floor. 0 of 4 from downtown. He had 0, zero points in the surprise twist to nobody. Uh, you had 2 of 12 shooting as well for Okjai Agbaji for the Yaz. Not great, Okjai. Not great, he was one of uh, 10, I think, at one point too. So, uh, but elsewhere, we had a couple of stinkers in Maxi going two of 13. You had two of 12 for Jalen Green. You had Zaire Williams going one of eight as well. There's just a rash of bad shooting all of a sudden, I think, uh, today. a bit. you know, you get that on the big jobs sometimes. You know, when Giannis is dropping 64, Triple J is dropping 44, and beat as he's 41, yeah, you can have the, up, the flip side campaign going 0 oh, of 4. You had 0-4 for Malachi Flynn. 1-9 uh, for Kevin Love was pretty good too. But otherwise, like, what can you do? Jalen Green, just breaking my heart. When he's on your fantasy team, it just hurts doubly. I'll tell you. Oh, buddy. Anyway, uh, did we have any three elevens today? No, we did not. But I do have a treat for you tomorrow in that regard. What's that, Jim? You have to listen to Friday's show and find out. Who's Old Mate No mate? Old Mate No Mates. 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 Mate, no mate. mate, no mate. mate, no mate. Who's got No Mates today? Well, it's Draymond, obviously, because he's been suspended indefinitely, and everybody's getting their jokes off. Deservedly so, because he's a psycho. Stop punching dudes' heads in. Oh, man, it was like just an, like a natural. No, it wasn't. You swung in his head, you fucking moron. Clay Thompson almost. Also, old mate, no mates. Uh, it came out that the Warriors had offered a, a two-year, $48 million extension to Clay. reportedly. Uh, there is not that deal there now, apparently, because he's playing like dog shit. Uh, Aaron Naismith is also a bit of old mate, no mates. He and Giannis got into it. That's what got Portis tossed. If you look closely at that video, Thanasis comes off the bench flying and was going to try to like tear Naismith's head from his shoulders probably. But I believe he's held back by, uh, it looks like Jay Crowder, right? <laughs> that was pretty gnarly. And then obviously, old mate, no mates, he's your mate. Uh, Rick Carlisle in the Pacers stealing the game ball and pissing off uh, Giannis. Pretty good. Pretty interesting. Interesting stuff. Uh, pantsing of the night. <coughs> We had some mutually assured destruction pantsing today because Wemby dunked all over AD. AD dunked all over Wemby. It was awesome. This Spurs game, the weirdest part is ESPN and TNT have got about 40 million fucking Spurs games because they're like, Wemby People are going to love watching him Wemby Nyama. And everyone's like, yeah, but the Spurs are fucking shit. Did you not realize that? And they're like... We don't pay attention to that stuff. People are talking about Wemby Nyama. But it's not great to watch a fucking superstar on a shit team. I'm just saying. Still, Wembe at AD, AD, that was fun as hell. What about Better Than Lonzo Ball? <laughs> Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think going gonna get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. You're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. The young fellas today. Tari Eason, the 25-14, one assist, one steal, one block game. He shot 10-16 for the Rockets. He was really good. Three or four from three. Jaime Hawkins had the 17-6 and eight. He shot 7-16 overall, 2-2 two or two from downtown. And Bilal Kulabali. There's a bloke who doesn't get much shine, but you're kind of like, hey, uh, Wizards. Can you piss off Kyle Kuzma and Jordan Poole? Because you've got a couple of veterans there that are making a shit ton of money and you're still fucking horrible as a basketball team. Just go full-blown young, piss them off, get stuff back. Like, we know that Kuzma and Poole are pretty young, but the team is shit. So just give the car keys to Bilal Koulibaly. 16 points, 6 and 9, nice, from the floor. 4 or 6 from 3, 5 rebounds, 1 assist to steal and a block. Loved it. Uh, the Dickhead of the Week, Draymond Green Award, is already obviously won by Draymond. It's incredible uh, how the the depths of dickheadedness that he's going to are uh, just jaw-dropping, and you love to see it. All right, let's take a quick break, do some yen right after. Let's say this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarron. This is Jason Caddy. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington. Or commonly known as Though. and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do some NRs brought to you by the NBA Australia Shop. Get your merch, get your merch. Go to NBA slash shop, get a hoodie, get a t shirt. The T-shirts are really nice. So just saying. Uh, you can click on through the socials as well <clears throat> if you want. That'd be fun. Go nuts. Buy a T-shirt. Help a brother out. Right. Let's do some Yenaz. Uh Is an indefinite suspension fair? Yeah, nah, eh, Not really. But, like, Draymond's cooked. There's just a fucking screw loose in his noggin at this point, right, it's gotten to a point where it's like, hey, can you just fucking quit it, you dickhead? And he's like, no, I just like fighting. And you're like, this guy does not get it. (laughs) You know, that is just a level of psychosis where, for the sake of everybody else's safety, we're not going to let you play anymore. (laughs) It's like the Barry Hall corollary, basically, Of like, hey, can you just stop punching dudes in the head? he's like, no, I can't. <laughs> it's who I am. They want me to be who I am. Yeah, but can you be who you are that doesn't involve punching other dudes in the face? So indefinite does, like, it's not wildly fair to not have a number on it. But the NBA are very clearly trying to send a message. You go, yeah, this is fucking stupid behavior, you dickhead. So can you stop it? We're going to, like, sit you the fuck down while we figure this out. And it's going to be like 20, 20 games probably. Like, you think about like the shit the Jar did. He gets a 25-game uh, suspension. Now for Draymond, who just keeps whacking dudes in the face and trying to fight Frenchmen. Like, it's a pattern of behavior where it's at least 12 games, probably close to 15, if not 20. That's where right, I land. Matty O says, should be suspended until the All-Star break. Yeah, nah, that is a lot of games. But yeah, it feels about right. Uh, Matteo also then adds, but should be then made coat captain for the USA against Europe. Yeah, nah. <laughs> I love this. What would scare the European teams in the Olympics more than Draymond going? I'm going to tear all your heads off. You're like, oh shit, that's a great idea. I love that one, Matteo. Yeah, uh, Matt Bell, that dude is toast. Yeah, nah, that's his last game for Golden State. Yeah, nah. I'm going to get to that in a second in Outback Takeouts. I'm going to say nah. But also, in terms of like, if you want to talk about a sort of unpopular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Isn't it just kind of like a weird position to put your teammates in? And I feel like this might not be an unpopular opinion, but... Being a good teammate kind of also involves being on the court for your team and not lashing out at Yusuf Nurkic for playing defense one time. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Because I think the unpopular opinion here is that it's fucked the Warriors. Like, Clay's cooked, Draymond's on the way for being cooked. And it's just like this very, as I talked about in yesterday's show, staring mortality in the fucking eye and not being able to deal with it. Both Clay and Draymond have thrown their fucking toys out of the cot, cracked the fucking sads, yelling, bitching, moaning, punching Europeans in their head. Like, show some fucking class warriors. Like, it's weird that they were so beloved for so long. Then they glom on, they go get KD, and it's like, you're all right, you fucking dickheads. Great job. Yeah, pile on, stack them up. Yeah, you're really fucking tough. Um, And now this is like the horrifying fall from grace where you're just like, you guys just sort of suck. Can you just shush? And Steph has got to be sitting there go, what the fuck are you assholes doing? Pull your heads in. Like, it's weird to do another NFL corollary, but like this is what Patrick Mahomes and like the Chiefs bitching and moaning about the fucking refs this week than last week prior to that as well. It's like, you know how many calls you've benefited from over the years? <laughs> Have like even a hint of fucking, I don't know, self-reflection. That's all we ask. <laughs> Anyway, what about Outback take house? I believe we've got that drop on here somewhere. Yeah, we do. It's Thursday and our backing up that means? Oh, yeah, two for one blooming onions. No prick knows what the fuck these things are in Australia. What is it, a deep fried onion made to look like a flower? What the fuck are you yanks on about, you fat bastards? The only onion we have in Australia is basically cooked as... Black as a dead dog's guts and thrown on a saucy. Either way, two for one, only at Outback. And today's flame Girl take is. Draymond Green is doing this and acting out, specifically, so he never gets traded. He's literally just burning his reputation down to the ground so he doesn't get fucking shipped to Detroit or some shit. Draymond's like, fuck this, no one's going to trade for me now if I keep punching dudes in their head. I'm going to be a warrior for life. Only at Outback. I'm just saying, spot the lie. Spot the lie. All right. Uh, Let's do the Australian Player Watch because we didn't – like. even with a crap ton of games on today, we actually didn't have too many Aussies uh, involved. So if we change a bit of the backing track, we'll get stuck right in, shall we? I believe we can press this one. Oh, it's going to keep playing the other one over the top of it. Good stuff. New other board. <laughs> Where's Gerald? When do you need him? He's hanging out at the fucking Christmas party, which I'm going to get to still. Anyway, uh, in terms of the Aussies today, we had the vacuum Dyson Daniels. His shift back to the uh, bench hasn't been great. He's not being able to hit. Well, he started this one today, played only 16 minutes because uh, he couldn't hit a shot. He went 1-6 from the floor, a oh, 4 from downtown. Four rebounds, two assists, two steals, two points. Bit of a rough one, I dare. Uh otherwise, you had no Patty Thrills, Patty Mills for the Hawks against the Raptors. Boo. Uh you saw what was it? Ten minutes of the Rooster Rock'em Sock him, Block Jock'em Landau. Ten minutes. That's great. That's his most in a little bit. Two points. One of two from the floor. Three rebounds, two fouls. A plus thirteen, though. So the Rooster is back, which we love. Outside of that, obviously no Box Hill Benny for the Nets. He is Nit back. And that's it. Those are all the games. So I believe. We're not missing anybody, are we? What was there, eight games today or nine? I'm freaking out. <laughs> uh, no, that's it. No Box Hill Benny, no OKC. Paddy Thrills didn't get out there. No Orlando for jingles. Obviously, the Mavs did not play. We didn't have uh, the Great Barrier Reef or Aussie T though. Um, so good stuff. Just nice to see the rooster back out there, though. Houston, can we just play the man? Can we just play the man? That's all we ask. All right. Uh, what do we do now? Let's do an Andrew Goes Graham-Ombra reward for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. This is one that I don't know if I've actually got the uh, drop for... Oh, no, I do. I can do that. Let's do it. Just gotta press the buttons for the music and fucking do all this sort of switching around. Andrew Gay's Grey Mumba. All right, good stuff. Uh, I love this. (laughs) Uh, Giannis kept telling Michael Red that he's going to break his scoring record and then obviously did. 64. 64 points is pretty fucking amazing. Uh, The craziest part is the 64 points, a career-high franchise record, 20-28 from the floor, 14 rebounds. The Pacers apparently tried to steal the game ball because it was uh, Oscar uh, Shebuis. Shebwiz? There we go. First official NBA point. Uh so Rick Carla was like, no. This bloke's first NBA point is much more important than Giannis getting the game ball when he drops 64 on us. <laughs> what are you fucking doing? The paces are fucked in the head. Like this is chaos to me. It was in Milwaukee. What are you fucking doing, Riccala? <laughs> Uh, the other excellent bit was uh, Wemby with the 30-point, 13 rebounds, six block, and four made three stat line today. Nobody has ever pulled off that number stat line in NBA history. Not bad, man. Not bad. All right. What about a Patty Mills game day baller game day Twitter check-in? Do we have this music? Jeez. i got to figure out this board. It's a bit of a mess, out there. tell uh, We have some music somewhere. Where could it be? Nope. 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 Bloody hell, I'll tell you what. Uh, let's just do some other sort of music, shall we? We have this one. Let's just do that. All right, the Paddy Mills Game Day, again Game Day Twitter check-in. I believe we had another Rock'em, Sock'em, Block'em, Jock'em, Lander. Love all the way from Australia. There's a bunch of kids and jock. Uh, hanging out of that game. So that's fucking awesome. On you, jock. What a legend. Hanging out with all those uh, Aussies. You, absolute legend. All right. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, inadvertent, Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. Excited to drink some tins tonight? You better bloody believe it. Uh, We have a pretty big slate tomorrow, which would be fun for tomorrow's show, but we've got Cleveland uh, taking on Boston again. Uh, I'm going to take the Celtics in this one. Minus eight and a half. They won the last one by eight. It's just a good matchup for the Celtics, just specifically on the perimeter with all their wing scorers. And if the extreme Zingamil extreme is uh, firing as well, they look really good. Bulls hate, hate on a back-to-back. I'm going to take the Bulls plus five and a half. We've seen Vooch. Um, Vooch, DeMar, and Kobe. Kobe White sort of do a little bit of the something, something of late. Plus five and a half. The heat on it back-to-back. Let's go, Bulls. Wolves, Mavs. The Mavs might get a couple of dudes back, including Kyrie. There was a, uh, a sort of thing about this in terms of the injury list uh, that we saw pop off today. For tomorrow, they've got Tim Hardaway Jr. probable with back spasms. Seth Curry with left ankle soreness questionable. Uh, Kyrie's still out. Maxi Kleber. Yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. I'm going to go the Wolves, even though it's on the road, plus one and a half. Their size should be a little bit too good for the Mavs. If there's no Ant Man, though, I'd go the Mavs. But for the moment, we're going the Wolves. Nets, Nuggets. Uh, the Nuggets at home. You know, obviously really, really, really good. And we've got a Nets team on the road, on a back to back, going from Phoenix to Denver. I'm going to have to go the Nuggets, minus nine and a half. I think this is a bit of a whooping in waiting, especially Joker going up against someone like Nick Claxton, it's like, ooh, yeah, that's a tough matchup for the Nets. That size in the middle, the size on the perimeter. Like, it feels like they can, you know, cover Aaron Air gordon and Michael Porter Jr. a little bit, but, yeah, Joker just should carve them up. OKC, Sacramento, a classic, awesome matchup this one. Kings, Thunder, I'm going to go the Thunder plus one and a half on the road. I think with Chet, up against Suva, Giddy and Co. SGA matching up against De'Aaron Fox. This should be great. Should be really fun. I like the Thunder a little bit. The Jazz on a back to against, back to back against Portland. I'm gonna take the Blazers to win this one, minus one and a half. I think the Blazers look, they've got Penny Simons back, Anthony Penny Simons. They look they look pretty, you know, good the other day. The the Grim Wreather, the Great Barrier Reef, looking very tough, very solid. So I'll take the Blazers. And then you've got Clippers hosting the Warriors. And I'm taking the Clippers in a fucking heartbeat. Because the Clippers, since Rusty moved to the bench, I think they're 10-3. and 3. And uh, five and a half point favorites at home against the Warriors team, which is basically Steph and a cooked clay at this point. Uh, let's go the Clippers. Make sure that's all the games for tomorrow. But yeah, that's a fun slate. There's a lot going on. Yep, that is one, two, three. There is seven games. So we're going to go Boston, Chicago, Mini. If Ant-Man doesn't play, though, I'm tempted to go Dallas just because Luke could tear them up. Uh, Denver over Brooklyn. Portland at the line against Utah. OKC line against Sacramento. And Clippers over Warriors. And there we go. Good gear, good fun, good day. I'm going to go drink some tins, and that's it. But how chaotic is the NBA right now? You've got... Draymond punching dudes in their head. Giannis's game ball being stolen and dropping 64. Luca having a kid and then taunting the crowd as he kicks their ass. I'm loving it. This is great. So, as mentioned, though, we've got a really special treat for you tomorrow on tomorrow's show. Uh, that'll be really good. But we'll be back tomorrow with NBA Australia. So, in the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Facey, IG. We're all over the socials, you know that. NFL Australia, myself, Gaz, and Goxie. You've heard Goxie on NBA Australia before. Uh, he joined Gaz and I for a big chunk of NFL Australia yesterday, so go subscribe to that. Cricket Today, the Cricket Today podcast, cricket Today podcast with uh, Stats Guy, Leo, Marcus. Go check it out every day. It's 15 minutes. It's really quick. Sort of just keeps you all uh, sorted across everything to do with cricket. It's a really, really good time. Uh, so go check that out across the social as well. They do heaps of social gear. So smash NBA Australia.com slash shop and get your merch. And check us a rating and review on your podcast. Come on, can you leave a comment? Leave a review. I don't ask for much. In fact, I ask for very little. Many would say nothing. But if you want to buy some merch and chuck a fucking rating and review, I'd love it. So let's do it. Uh all right. Otherwise, big thanks to Joshua Delorentes, Fascinated, Goldmines, Ramshack, Alami, Iowa, Sex Shadow, Green, 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 and Dozers, as well as From Oslo for the intro and outro song. And House such yes. Go check them all out on Bandcamp, Triple Jane Earth, Face Apple Music, Spotify. Remember, NBA Australia Sports Australia bands. Uh, and that's it. No skit, because I got to run. Um, and we will catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. I love you guts. Hope you had a good one. How good is the NBA right now? It's psycho heading into Christmas. I love this. This is the best time. It is the best time. All right, this is NBA straight saying, look after yourselves, would you? And later, Hosen. Dream thing, Emil.